Welcome back to Shuttle Squad, your new badminton podcast with four top players. My name is Tommy, I'm hosting this one, and we have Kirsty Gilmore, Christoph Popov, Marvin Seidel, and today we have Selena Peek from the Netherlands. Hi, Selena. Woo! I can hear the, the clapping sound in the, in the background. It's very nice you edited that in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how's it, how's it going so far for you in, in Indonesia? How are you? It's going uh, very well because I haven't played yet. <laughs> no, it's it's going good. I uh, I really like being in uh, in Indonesia and uh, playing in Istora Senayan. So we uh, we had a few good practice days. I arrived on Saturday morning from India after a, a horrific journey, I would say. Um, but happens? I'm all good now. Uh, it's it's more that uh, it's a it's a time difference, of course, with. Uh, with Indonesia and we started out in Kuala Lumpur and that's about seven hour time difference with the Netherlands. After a week you finally adjust, then you fly to India, which is uh, two and a half with KL, four and a half with Holland. And then you fly back to uh, Jakarta, which is one and a half hour again going uh, the other way and six hours with, with Europe. So. Um, that's one thing. And then the, the journey, we, we flew at 10 local time. The flight was five hours to KL, mm -hmm. uh, to Singapore I flew. So it's a night flight, but five hours, you know, once you're up in the air, after an hour, dinner service starts. Then one hour before landing, they're starting to prep the, the, the flight again. So if you're lucky, you get two hours of sleep. If you're not lucky like me, you get none. So I arrived at six in the morning in uh, in Singapore, <laughs> and then I had a three hour transit, um, and then I drove to Jakarta, which normally is a is a ride of like to my hotel fifty minutes, but there was something going on in the city, some politics or something, so it took me three hours in a car, Yay. which was amazing, which was amazing. So that my my whole Saturday was, uh, and actually also your whole Friday because. Uh, we had to check out at two, so you you're just waiting. I think that's the most annoying thing about uh, playing week in week out, the traveling, the time difference, uh, and and the waiting game you have to play. Yeah, Kirsty last but week. But overall, I'm good. It, yeah, that's good. Last <laughs> week, Kirsty also said that it's uh, that it's really a hustle with all the traveling and uh, going from hotel to hotel and uh, flights. And the time difference. Uh, I mean, you've also been doing it for a while now. Do you think, uh, especially with the time difference, is it getting easier? Do you adjust better, or is it even getting worse? It's getting worse. <laughs> I really hoped. I mean, uh, I could say that it was getting better, but I also talked to uh, Joachim Fischer here, and he also said, "Oh, it's 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 only getting worse actually when you when you turn older. Uh, somehow, maybe you also need a little bit less of sleep, but it's it's something like." In theory, I'm I'm not I never been a very good sleeper anyway, so I struggle wherever I sleep somewhere else uh, to sleep well from the start. Uh, for example, my partner Robin, I don't think he uh, before he ever experienced the jet lag. It's only in the recent trips he actually experienced it. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> which is in some way not good because if he's tired, then it's not good for a mixed doubles. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could you could say that uh, I'm I'm starting to feel it more also because your body is is taking longer to to adapt and to recover, also from the traveling. So I can feel, um, yeah, it more whenever I'm I'm tired. So it doesn't yeah. get better; it gets worse. 
yeah, moment. I can, I can imagine. Um, I've not been traveling that much, but usually I'm a really good sleeper as well. But uh, I've also had some some jet lags, uh, and it's not the best feeling for sure, especially if you have to perform. Um, That's the thing where I, I just tried it now a few times whenever I went on holiday, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I don't need to try. Like, I, I couldn't care less. Like, it's it's fine. I will sleep on the beach or on, on at the pool. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it was that was that was actually a very nice feeling, and that's something I look forward to uh, whenever I retire. There's no pressure. I just can chill. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, but apart from the from the from the traveling, I also saw that you had another um, yeah uncomfortable experience with doping control right after your match in oh. India, pretty late at night, right? I just yes, saw something on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, uh, like the, the matches, the hall was very slow in India. Uh, I think Robin and me were match sixteen, and they started at nine. And then we ended up being swifted from court to court. Uh, so we really played a, played a waiting game. And I think the match before us uh, went into three games. Like everything went basically the worst it could get. Um, <laughs> so I think we went on court quarter past 11, which is still okay. It's not ideal, but it's still okay. Came off around 12, which is also nice because we won in two games. And then I got greeted by a, by a doping card. And that's not nice at all because you really want to go home. Uh, you want to have a small snack. You want to prepare for the match tomorrow. And the thing is, I was happy that it was me. Because if it would have been Robin, um, he would have been out at 3 or 4 a.m. Because it takes him quite some time to, to pee. Uh, <laughs> and I actually I actually was, was relatively quick. But then... <laughs> The night started, and because I've been drinking so much, I had to, I, I went out of my bed four times in the night. No. Uh, yeah, two. Yeah, so uh, I think whenever because I got in the in the hotel around a little bit over one, then you know after a game you can't directly sleep, and I needed to shower and stuff, so I was in bed around two ish, and then I had to pee all the time. So my night wasn't the best, and then you need to play tomorrow, you need to prepare. So that's that's. Not ideal, I would say. Do you think it's 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 tougher for um, that you don't get the sleep then and for your body, or is it even worse for the head, like the stress and also thinking about oh damn, this totally breaks my routine, and is it more like uh, that you're freaking out, or is it more like you're really tired and then on the next day? No, I'm not freaking out mentally, but I I know what it what can happen, and. I got a little bit more stressed because now I really wanted to pee fast. Normally, I, I know I'm I'm quick with, with doping control because I need to pee all the time. So that's not a big deal. So actually, I peed within 10 minutes, but then it was 40 milliliters. So I was like, oh, my God. And you need, uh, you need 110. So I was not even close. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit tough mentally. Also because I knew I was playing the next day and we had to play Seo and, uh, and Chase. So it was not an easy task at all. Um, but I also know, yeah, maybe it's harder mentally because I know if I'm not sleeping well or whatever, yeah, that, that my, my, my body feels just tired and, and not good overall. And you know in your head that you need to be... 100% to beat those guys. So I would say it's, it's just it's just really annoying. 
basically. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, um, yeah, you, you can't blame anyone because you have been chosen from the start. And yeah, they also don't know that it's going to be this late. But yeah, there should be uh, some kind of rule that if you're that late that you shouldn't play early in the morning. And I was not on super early, but I was still match number seven after nine. So if things are going quick and the bus was only going once an hour... I had to take the bus at, at 11 again. And you need to get breakfast. So you need still to get up at, at 9. And that's not ideal when you go to bed at 2.30. And need to be out <laughs> four yeah. times in the night. But then again, what is what is one night of, of, of bad sleep? If that affects your performance, um, yeah. Then you really need to work harder to adjust, I would say. I mean... Obviously, it always can affect affect your performance in the next day if you don't prepare yeah. in your in the way you would like to. But I mean, uh, now you made it to Indonesia, <laughs> finally. Um, so uh, how's your how's your day been so far today? And uh, you start playing tomorrow. We're actually recording on Tuesday. Um, we wanted to go on on Monday, but you had a quite a busy day with training. Yeah. Um... Yeah, normally my days here are like, uh, it depends a little bit because you know the day before and the night before how your day, the next day is going to look like. And normally uh, when matches are approaching faster, we we are not training that much anymore. So I had one good session today with, with the French, with Delphine Delru and Tom Chiquel. Um, we really like training with, with the other European mixed doubles um, yeah, to get high quality practice and yeah to get match ready. Uh, especially since we are lacking that kind of level um, yeah, at our own facilities at home. So once we're out in, in Asia, we try to, to play and train with them as much as we can. Uh, and yesterday uh, we had main courts, main hall courts. And that's also a very use, always a very useful session because you see how the lights are. Uh, you see how the drift is in that hall and you know it can change day to day, but just uh, a nice feeling to, to get out there and, and to see how things are looking like uh, before you have to play. So we had a main court session in the morning and then we had another session uh, in the uh, late afternoon, I would say, evening. Um, yeah, and in between you, you try to, you have, you have lunch, you go from hall to hall. Um, you talk to your coach. Uh, I, I went for a massage as well because we, we don't have a, a physiotherapist with us. And I've been here for three weeks. So I really need to take care of my own body. And luckily in Asia, massages are not that expensive. So I've been, uh, been going almost every day, which is uh, super helpful, but also nice. It's a, it's a moment for me to relax, to switch off. Um, yeah. And to enjoy myself a little bit, I would say. Yeah, I think and it's quite interesting. That's basically how my days are. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like, it's so different from team to team. For example, I know for the Germans that they right now, they have a physiotherapist going with them, like for all the bigger events, I think. Um, all the but how many are yeah. how many are traveling uh, for you for Team Netherlands? Um, we have been to KL in India with Sharon and Deborah. So the four of us, and we had a coach with us in KL. We went alone to India, uh, and now Fisher is here. And we might be going next week to Thailand as well, depending how we're feeling and how this week is going. And then Henry is doing that one uh, again. 
So we are always with a, with a small team. It also happened that me and Robin went on, on our own. Um, yeah, financially, the situation isn't ideal in the Netherlands, but they try to send a coach to, to the tournaments at least, but there is absolutely no money to send uh, a physiotherapist or anyone else. So that is, yeah, a little shame, I would say. Um, do you, I have to be honest, I don't really know much about the circumstances in the Netherlands and I don't even know where you train, to be honest. So maybe you can uh, give us a little heads up on that and how the whole situation looks like for you. I definitely can tell you that. Uh, so we train in Papenel, which is uh, actually close to the German border. It's in Arnhem. Mm -hmm. um, I've been training there since I was 15. It's, uh, you could compare it with uh, Saarbrücken, for example, where I think more sports are based. So it's like, uh, I think our NOC is also based there. It's the, um, and then like athletics, uh, judo is also um, training there full time. Uh, a lot of big sports are having their training camps every now and then because basically the facilities that over there are amazing. Um, I moved there when I was 15 and at that time there was only nothing. There was just a, just a hall, but I got uh, brought with taxi buses to my two schools and stuff. But nowadays they, uh, the center improved so much. Um, we basically have everything we need. We have multiple weight rooms. Um, we have our medical team over there. Uh, there's a, a restaurant where you can have uh, your lunches. And if athletes are living there, they also do dinners. So, and it's in a very nice environment. Um, so yeah, I would say that that is very well covered. Um, it's just more about being away in tournaments, um, yeah, and, and the other facilities that are lacking a little bit. Yeah, now there was a good impression on the, on the Netherlands team situation, but we also have to start with uh, introducing you a little bit. Um, for the others, I just let them introduce themselves, but for you, I, I just brought you some quick questions and you can give me some quick answers so we just get to know you a little better as it's our first episode mm. together. I like this. Let's go. <laughs> okay. The, the, the first one is, uh, how long have you been doing this? The international badminton thing. The international badminton. Ooh, I think my international youth doesn't count, right? I mean, or does we can just add it. Just add, yeah, I, I think uh, then I was 14, 15, because I played Langeveld, Danish Junior Cup, uh, all the nations, eight nations at that time, and then six nations. So uh, I, I think uh, I played my first international tournament at the age of 14, and now I'm 32, so you can do the math. Quite some experience. 17 years, yeah, yeah. But I, I always say, uh, I really start to take badminton serious. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not really serious, but I upped my training intensity when since moving to the center at the age of 15. Um, That's also quite early. But it's very early. Yeah, yeah. I was very young, but we were with eight other badminton players. Um, so it actually felt like I was going on some kind of holiday. You know, <laughs> my, 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 my parents were not there. Um, I, could, I could train twice a day. Uh, people were bringing me with buses to, to school. 
So I was living the best time ever. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could, I could be uh, you had this back in the days MSN, you know the the social networking where yeah. you can chat with everyone else. And when I was living with my parents, it was like. Selena, you need to get off. You need to do your homework. But now there was no one telling me I had to go off. So actually, it was I. I, I had such a fun time. Um, my dad always drove me uh, to uh, the train station in Amsterdam. There was a direct train going uh, to Arnhem, where um, Jacco, Jacco Arends, my partner, and Iris Staveling, they were already in that train. Uh, so we met in the train, went to Arnhem, and. Friday evening, uh, we took the train back home, actually. So I always spent uh, the weekends at my parents. Um, but, but during the week, yeah, I was living, I was living the life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, if you train hard and still enjoy it so much, it's perfect, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wish I could go back because you're so innocent and you, uh, you're not thinking about anything. You know, you have your, your dreams and hopes, but um, yeah. Uh, nowadays it's you have the experience but sometimes you wish you were still a, a white page and and going all in without knowing anything it was also really nice at, at times when you talk about this now is there anything that you would do differently looking back or is it like uh, mm. yeah it was just a really good time um yeah it was a really good time i think the only thing i would have done different was uh, the period where I got my first serious foot injury um, that has been causing that I was training way too much and way too hard. So I, if, if I would have known this before, I would have taken more rest and more and more. I would have listened better to my body. Yeah. How old were you with your first injury? Uh, 24. Uh, it was just after Rio, and I think it, it, it came in the period loading to Rio. We trained really hard. I was really fit, but also maybe a little bit too skinny, um, playing two events and then going direct. I didn't really took a good break afterwards. So, um, yeah, I didn't took the time to, to let things heal. Um, it was just a big yeah, phase of insecurities uh, at that time. Um, so... With the knowledge I have now, I would have taken better care of myself. Um, then the second question that I have is, what do you love most about being a professional athlete? Um, competing. Competing against all different countries in the world. Because you can train everywhere and anything but but being out on tournaments playing uh, in different countries against different people that's what makes uh, yeah my life very unique because you are experiencing experiencing so many things on so many areas it has taught me so much so yeah that's the thing i uh enjoy the most and it's also the thing I, I grew the most with as a person I would say by those experiences do you have like a, a competition that you say okay that's something that I'm uh, that I learned a lot of from maybe a win or a loss or just a tough week or exciting week or whatever mm -mm -mm. 
I mean, there have been a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's. I need to go through fifteen years. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> um. But 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 I think maybe my my first experiences. But that has something more to do with belief. Because, yeah, I, I think it all starts with believing. Everything starts with believing. Believing that you can reach something. Believing that you can do something. And and once things are connecting and it works out, then you you dare to dream even more. Oh, maybe I can do this. Oh, maybe I can be number top 10 in the world. Oh, maybe the Olympic Games are something for me. That's freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, I would say... Yeah, those 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 experiences. Uh, not maybe not one in, but maybe yeah, reaching my first, or get yeah maybe getting my first medal. No no no, I have no clue. You can you can see that in my face. I'm thinking so hard, and so hard to think of a good, good story to tell you. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be like this one event. Sometimes it's just like the process, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember one thing is that um, I was playing with Avia uh, Muskens, and uh, I think in the first four or five tournaments uh, we won. <laughs> I think we 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 started by winning uh, the Bitburger at the time, Bitburger Open, was it? I think that one was, was it first? Yeah, Bitburg Open was first. At, at that time was a Grand Prix Gold. Mm -hmm. Then we flew to Scotland the week after. We ended up winning that one too. It was a Grand Prix. Then we flew to the Irish Open, which was a challenge. But we were all entered in because we needed to build up our ranking. So we won the challenge. Then we won the Italian Open, which was a challenge as well. Then in January, we played the Swedish International, which was a challenge as well. We won. <laughs> Uh, we <laughs> also won run. the Nationals, so that was six. And then the German Open was the next one. Uh, we made it to the to the quarters or semis, which was really good again. And then we lost a good match against uh, Christina Pedersen and Camilla Yule. And then uh, our coach at that time uh, came to us like, oh, this must be so hard for you mentally because you haven't lost a match in six months. So uh, you need to uh, take good care of yourself and reflect this. And me and Avia were <laughs> looking at each other. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're just incredibly proud and super happy that we that we even, yeah, even, yeah, that we could compete with, with Camilla and Christina. And, and we were not even thinking about, oh, we, we lost it. No. It actually showed us like, hey, we can compete and we are actually, we can do this. Um, so, so actually that, that loss made us maybe even more hungry, hungry for more. Even though I really like the taste of winning, that tastes even better. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember that we were looking at each other like, we're not sad. We're, we're just full of motivation right now. We want to be as good as them. So let's go. I mean, if you have such a winning streak, it's definitely more fun. But uh, I can imagine yeah. that in, in all those years, there have definitely also been some, some times where it was a little tougher and uh, where those wins uh, didn't come that easy. How do you uh, usually uh, handle those times when, it's, when the success is not there? 
Oeh, ja, dat is... It hurts. And if if it's taking too long, it can really uh, add up to your self-confidence. And self-confidence and self-belief is everything in in sports. Um, You should never doubt yourself, but it's such a a fine line, I would say. And it's really hard in, in getting that back, I would say, because you can play... 100 good matches, but if you lose all of them, it's 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 not helping at all. Um, that's also I'm always saying I rather uh, win ugly than than losing beautifully, because you will always yeah remember your losses more. Um, but what I tend to do is is um, sometimes taking a break is what you need. Get out of there. Do something else. Um, do some nice things with my friends, with my family. Um, I also talk frequently nowadays to uh, to a psychologist. That helps as well. Um, she helps to yeah reflect on situations, and she's also a person I can accept it from because you know sometimes people can say it to you, but you're like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I can hear you, but I don't hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I, I became uh, a little bit better in in um, trying to see that it's it's not changing me as a person. Because at first I would really feel, uh, I, w- I would doubt myself a lot more. Because I would see myself as, as Selena who, who is only good as if she wins. So Selena, the badminton player, was was very high up here. Uh, And I'm starting to to see that there's also a different Selena. And uh, she also needs to be accepted. Um, Is that that something that came from talking with your psychologist? Or is it just a process that you had been going through? It has been a process I've been going through. And she has opened up my eyes... um, yeah to to uh, yeah to get it under words because i could feel that something was bothering me but i had no clue what it was so she has taught me to to um, yeah to see things in a bigger perspective and to help me understand myself a little bit better that's funny right that someone yeah. else is is able to to help you to understand yourself better um yeah, so I would say those things uh, are helping me a lot. Just just take a little break from badminton. Um, yeah, talk to her about my insecurities, but also about my happy periods. Uh, it's also nice when, when someone is saying, hey, it's okay, you're okay. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, but I only can imagine because you guys spend so much time on, uh, obviously on training, on uh, tournaments, on playing matches, but also everything around it is also focused on your professional career. So when you, whatever you eat, how much you sleep, what you do off the court, how you spend your free time, everything kind of contributes to your performance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably tough to get your mind totally off badminton, right? Mm, I have been becoming really good in doing that, actually. That's also, good. yeah, to also see that um, a holiday shouldn't run, ruin your process. 
or uh, going out for a nice dinner with your friends and drinking one glass of wine um, is, is not going to hurt your next session. So I've been, I've been coming better in, in letting that go and, and seeking a fine balance for myself. And that's also what a thing I've been learning from that injury when I was 24. Because I was so strict with everything, with my food, with my diet, with sleep. I was not a very nice human being to be around, I would say. Um, and it's basically, for me, all about balance. I need to be happy in my skin. I need to be happy uh, in my home situation. I need to be happy on court. If I'm happy, I play so much better. But then that's pretty hard because there's so much pressure once you step on court. And especially in Olympic qualification year. And also with, with pressure from me, from the association, from everyone else. Um, yeah, so it can be can be hard to be that, that good version of yourself. But at least I know that it's not helping me if I am not in balance. So then it's it's up to me to to change that momentum and trying to be uh, to get to get quickly out of it. That's Which quite interesting. Sometimes yeah. goes better than than other times. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The the mind is really interesting, I would say. Yeah, I mean also there there's so much going into it um and I mean so many so many factors that contribute to being in a in a good situation or in a good shape going on court and then also just putting your head off when you go on court and just play. Is that something that's yeah. easy for you just to focus on the moment then and just play the game or do you think a lot right before the matches I think or a during lot. the matches? I'm a I'm a thinker. Yeah. Yeah. And and Robin is that too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're both really thinkers on court. So it can also take us uh, sometimes too long to adjust or to adapt. And I think that's uh, that's a key. What all if athletes really need to have, you need to adapt to any circumstances at any time if you want to be the best. And that's a skill you really need to uh, to have or to control um, if it's not there naturally. Do you so, just just I'm curious? I mean, you you train a lot. You said you train a lot with the other European pairs, for example. Uh, at the tournaments yeah. do you talk about things like that at all or is it like because you're also your opponents you know kind of how is that situation mm. how's that relation with all of them um now i'm older i wouldn't mind talking to them about it but you like you're not not sitting yeah just you and me like really one-on-one -on -one and talking about those things um But sometimes we, especially we have a good connection with the French, I would say. Um, and I play in the in the Danish league match. Um, so once I was struggling there, I also told it to people. Um, because I know it, it helps me if if others know about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now that I don't care if they know that I'm struggling. Of course, not on court, but if, for example, if, if one of those girls would come up to me and like, hey, can you can you help me with this or I'm struggling, I would happily help them. But that's maybe also because I'm at the end stage of my career now. 
you know, and for example, like Delphine, she is only 25 to 26 or 24. I'm not pretty young. Um, so, yeah, she has many more years left. And if I can contribute with any of my experience, I, I am not that selfish that I would say, hell no. Go do your own thing. But once I'm on court and she is on the other side of the net, hell no. <laughs> I am going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw that at the uh, European Games last year. European Games, yeah. It doesn't matter if I only slept two or three hours. I'm going all in. <laughs> and you will not see it that I have slept two or three hours. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah. uh, the next question that I had, I mean, we have to speed it up a little bit. We already have, already have 35 minutes. Um I'm going to cut some of those. But you, you said you're coming to the end of your career. So that's one probably I can ask you. Do you have any plans for what you're doing afterwards? No? Not yet, which is a bit scary. No, because um, <laughs> I mean. um, yeah, it depends a little bit on the Olympic Games. But it also depends on Robin. I know he wants to retire as well. As in after, he is after not the going Olympics? Uh, maybe after the Olympics, but he's for sure not going four more years. Um, so, so if he makes a decision, then I guess he's also making a decision for me. Um, but ideally is that I am going to the Olympics. I will play for another year, but then on a lower intensity. Like playing the tournaments, uh, me and him like to play. Uh, I would like to train, not full time, but I will train because I would also like to keep on playing some league matches also to, to earn some money still. And in that year, I would like to think about what I want to do. Um, I know our NLC has some courses. Um, so I would like to take a few of those to see where my interests are. Um, yeah, whatever I feel like is giving me joy um, or maybe something I'm good at. I know I have my bachelor degree in communication, so I at least have something. But I, I, I got that degree when I was 21. So I think I need a, <laughs> <laughs> I need a renewal <laughs> of something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my ideal plan. But once again, I haven't been thinking about it too much. Um, and because it's also depending on uh, what Robin wants. Uh, yeah. And if I'm getting, uh, if my contracts, contracts are renewed, yes or no. Yeah. But I mean, for now, um, not too much time to think for about now, that, I guess. No, <laughs> no, for now it's just, uh, still all in for Paris, um, yeah and i also have no time to think about it because our schedule is crazy it is it is um yeah. i mean it's the third week of this podcast it's a third different country <laughs> and yeah and you guys and you guys won't stop uh until i don't know end of may or yeah 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 it's actually a little bit earlier it's uh half Feb, half april oh yeah it's the european championships yeah. European Championships, yeah, in Saarbrücken is, uh, is the last one. Uh, I think we have uh, some club matches still left in Denmark then. But yeah, if I won't qualify, then I have holiday, probably, for a few months. <laughs> but right now <laughs> and it's And if looking... I do qualify, uh, 
there's uh, there's uh, another uh, yeah tough training period ahead, of course. But it's looking quite good right now, isn't it? No, at the moment we're out. Uh, oh, for the real? Singapore pair, uh, yeah, did, yeah. I think in mix, it's it's one of the toughest discipline to qualify. Um, so yeah, we we need to uh, to make some good results. Paul, and I didn't know others are not making good results. <laughs> yeah, the I... Singapore pair made a semi final in uh, in KL last week, so they went over us, unfortunately. Oh, I know that yeah. uh, that it was everything was pretty close, and especially um, you know I'm, I'm I'm close to the Germans and Mark and Isabel, yeah. and that they are also uh, uh, out right now and have a yeah a good load of tournaments to perform well if they still want to make it. Um, but exactly, I thought that you they're guys were uh, even farther behind yeah. than than we are. Yeah. So uh, you can imagine if if they are also not in, how how tough it is actually to qualify because they are yeah easily one of the uh, the top European pairs as well for many years. Yeah, yeah let's see how this goes. Um, um, you have a big tournament coming up this week. You're playing... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a quite young Indonesian pair tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, true. So, um, so let's hope they are really nervous <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and playing far from their best. <laughs> That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you play your best, uh, you, you should be on top, I hope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. definitely going to be tough. We're aiming for, for that. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Indonesians, they're so, even when they're young, they're so skillful, uh, very talented. It's it's such a big sport here in their country. They're playing on home soil, which can be an advantage, but can also be uh, pretty t- tricky. For some of those so it's going to be a, a nice match for sure they have played a good match today so uh, we will definitely not underestimate them uh, and we need to be on top of our game if we want to beat them i mean in general playing in indonesia everybody's just uh uh talking about it that it's such a nice experience um, I, i'm sure you also had some really nice matches there uh, already what are you expecting yeah. from the from the crowd or does it affect you in any way or um Yes and no. It affects you that it's loud. You can't speak to your partner or your coach. Um, And it can be pretty overwhelming if you're playing against Indonesians. Because then they're actually uh, rooting against you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, overall it's just a really nice experience. And you you kind of switch off the moment you step on court. And then it's... uh, You hear the noise, but you also don't hear it i would say so it's there but you you are trying not to let it get to you which is more easy when you have played there for quite some time but your first time in Istora is is yeah you can't explain it you need to yeah. feel it you need to see it you need to yeah be there uh, uh yeah soak up the moment um yeah, it's it's definitely one of my uh, my favorite tournaments uh, of the year. I mean, only doing amateur sports, but if I watch uh, sports, doesn't matter if it's football or badminton in Asia or whatever. If you see there's a huge crowd cheering and those people are just playing down there, it's always like, ah, oh, I want to experience that. I want to play in, in front you of the crowd. It must be must be amazing. But 
That's a privilege. You should. I hope you can enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's the last year in Istora, so I'm... Uh, True, they're switching the arena, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping to, to go out with a, with a very good result. That would be nice. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I'll be watching. Uh, to wrap this one up for this week, um, I still have uh, a thing that I just played with the other four. It was called Give Me Your Big Four. So like four topics that kind of define you as a person or that uh, that you really care about um, apart from the badminton uh, game. Yeah. And then in the next few weeks, I will always ask you one question for each topic. Okay. Do you have something in mind of your, of, of your head? Uh, four things that define me. Or that you really, that you are really important for you can also be like this. Mm. For example, for me, music? I love, I love sleeping. I love music and stuff like that. You music. Know? Yeah. Food. I'm a huge foodie. I like, and I'm also Instagramming all foods and stuff. Oh, oh, I love food. It makes me so happy. Whenever I go to a cafe, I'm just checking out the menu and stuff. I'm, I'm really, really annoyed. Uh, or annoying I would say I also started this Instagram thing like I don't know recently I get so much food on my Instagram and I save all of them yeah. because I want to I want to cook them and I want to do it I want to make them I do the <laughs> same I have, if you if you look at my saved images it's only food it's there's not same. even one badminton <laughs> thing in there it's actually ridiculous <laughs> so food is on it um coffee as I really enjoy a good cup of coffee Mm. Yeah, there are some there are some coffee nerds out there in the badminton uh, in the badminton yeah, world. Yeah, I don't like Kirsty is above my level, <laughs> but I do enjoy uh, a very good coffee, and I also really like to drink uh, a few of those a day. So I would say uh, a good cup of coffee, food, music, um, yeah, and and my my close friends. If I'm with them, I'm so happy. So I mean, they make perfect. me smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, uh, like, I really like to be on my own, but I do get a lot of energy um, from uh, certain people. So, That's cool. That's super yeah. important to have a, yeah, a base. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Uh, so if. I, if I ever feel down and, and I know I can ride them and we go out for, for, for dinner or uh, drink a good glass of wine uh, by the fire or something and, and I'm all good to go again. Is it like uh, people from your hometown or like uh, school friends or from the badminton world um, or is it mixed up? Totally? No, it's, it's uh, one really good friend from, uh, two really good friends from badminton actually. They also have played. Um, yeah, and the others I, I met along, uh, one of them, uh, doesn't even know anything about badminton. It's, it was quite funny. We went out for lunch in Arnhem one day and then, uh, some of the owners were like, Hey, you're Selena, you're the badminton player. And she was looking at me like, are you famous? <laughs> <laughs> and also she wrote me when, whenever I got, uh, whenever I became European champion, she's like, I knew you could play badminton, but I didn't know you were that good. <laughs> and that's, I love this. Oh, that was so funny. I, I actually, I, I think this is hilarious. This is the best. <laughs> that's amazing. She doesn't know anything about so, badminton, which I love. 
so she can give you a complete different angle. That's that's also she, that's yeah also yeah really yeah cool. yeah. It's it's so she can she can look at things from a complete different angle, and that's also sometimes you need, especially when you lose. Like oh yes, then tomorrow's a new day and there's a new wine bar in R and M. Should we go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Putting things into perspective, that's also important. I mean, it's also important. It's yes. life. <laughs> Selena, thank you very much. That was a really fun first episode. Um, no more questions for now. Uh, we'll be back in, in, in four weeks. Really looking forward Yay. to it. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. I'm about uh, to go sleep soon. You enjoy get your day? Some, get some sleep. I'm trying to get this episode out, out as fast as I can. So it still uh, will be out today. I will repost in the morning. <laughs> yes, perfect. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, good luck Take for me. your match tomorrow. <laughs> I will. I will. Good luck for your match. Thank you so much. And, uh, I hope to, to bring soon. you some good news tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay,